0: Hey, friends, it's Eddie Ryder with Designers Lane Podcast. I have an incredible and a very fun and special guest coming up with Cutter Woodworking. We're going to learn so much about their product. I Had a recent trip with them and then took some pictures and got a major education. So before I forget about it, let's jump over there and see what he has to say. Sam, it's so exciting to have you here. You know, I was just up there. It seems like a couple of months ago. Although here in Raleigh, I think today it's supposed to be 99 or 100 degrees. Hopefully, it's not going to be that hot up there. Um, and you are with. We want to let every, let everyone know that your name is Sam Smith, and then you're with Cutter, and that's pronounced C U T T E R. So that's Cutter. And then where exactly? Are you located?
1: We are in Borden, Indiana, which is just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, So we're actually in the, recognizably, the heart of the best hardwoods and most abundant hardwoods in the world. It is. So we're in the knobs region, as it's called.
0: It's spectacular. um, And then if I remember correctly, it's a lot of property and a lot of land up there and hills. Is that correct? hilly it's called the knobs area is that why it's called Knobs? it it is very hilly good for growing trees i love it it's i think it's absolutely beautiful up there and wonderful now let's tell everyone our listeners and viewers and want to remind everyone that this is the opportunity that you can subscribe again and you can view everything on youtube or you can also look on your uh, your favorite platform look up designers lane podcast Tell us, what exactly does Cutter do? I know of a couple of things, but I feel like when I went on this tour, I missed some of the major things that you guys um, execute and do very well.
1: Okay. uh, We're a family-owned manufacturer of architectural millwork, cabinet componentry, and solid wood OEM components. Uh, We procure the best hardwood we can find. Again, we're in the area, so it's a normal thing. We then will dry it very slowly, very carefully. We then, after drying it, will plane it, short it, rip it, chop it, mold it, assemble it into a variety of products, mostly architectural millwork for your home. Now, there's a few species we don't get here and dry. Let's say it's a mahogany from Africa or something. Well, obviously, we'd bring that in dry. But the vast majority of it is all procured here, grown here, dried and milled here. So, if um,
0: uh, it brings me to something that you said is that if you stain the wood, you guys do more than just oak. Is that correct? Um, that you you just said different species of wood. So, if someone wants to, and you know, we know that staining is coming back that you can see it. There is
1: other than just poplar or oak. Is that correct? That's correct. We're gonna oh have I'm gonna call it fifteen or twenty standard species. And of course, the volume going through varies, but poplars are number one species, white oak, red oak, maple, hickory, cherry, alder, uh, you get into some pines, you get into your mahoganies, cypress, so the list goes on, always a decreasing amount mostly that's, in those, but sort a of variety of species.
0: That's phenomenal and also creative, and we want to encourage Um, the designers and the builders and the listeners to think about that. You know, think about the grain, think about the color. Um, You know, cherry or mahogany is going to have a little bit of a different color tone than white oak. Uh, Popular is going to have different grain itself than oak itself. So that's definitely something to think about. And I also want to bring up again, and I just, and I, I do this because I've used it recently on a project, and you showed it to me, are your doors, um cutter has fabulous doors is that correct and if i remember you can do them different sizes um it just doesn't have to be a six um eight you know six foot eight inch door you know 24 30 inches wide it can be a little bit taller i remember walking by that lady that had that cool shaping tool that template that she was able to bend stuff and help create something
1: yes doors are a big part of what we do we're not a volume manufacturer of doors in my view, we are instead a lot of variety of skews. So, yes, the species varies. You can order about whatever species you want. Popper being number one because paint is number one. Right. Uh, but also, we make a lot of specialty doors. And yes, different sizes. Let's say you wanted a white oak front door that was two and a quarter thick and four feet wide and 10 feet tall. Well, okay. Uh, but most of the doors are going to be six, eight, seven, oh, eight, oh. There are some, of course, would be taller, wider, thicker, but the variety is great. So we make a lot of different types of doors to custom order, not a huge volume in any one style. Uh, you know, Masonite or something like that, which we, of course, handle that as well, would be a volume producer. What is Masonite um, versus all wood or a solid wood door? That's going to be a skinned door. So it's a hardwood kind of a skin that is laminated onto a core for a paint grade more modestly priced more of a commodity type of door right and our projects that we do sometimes need that commodity product so it's a price point but it's also limited on the style you there's a limit to what you can do in terms of width or thickness or length and that kind of thing and only one species paint grade.
0: certainly well a 10 foot door is huge by the way that's 10 foot tall i mean that's most ceilings that's in a home And then um, real quick question before we jump off the doors is um, I, I like when the doors are style and rail, they're true styles are vertical rails are horizontal. You grab a rail is how I often tell people. And then what happens is when they meet, it's a true, how a door is made. You have that sharp joint that's in there. Is that something that you folks at Cutter offer?
1: We do. The vast majority of the doors that we make are a true style and rail door. Which, a flush door would not be our specialty. Not that we don't do it, but it's it's the, the way exception. 95% or higher are going to be the true style and rail door.
0: I highly encourage people to look at a true style and rail door once you have it. And of course, I always laugh, you slam it. Everyone knows that you slam it because they're heavy. But it is a true way, I feel, that doors were done in the past. It's how they were made. I mean, they were verticals and there were horizontal lines in them. And they're amazing. And I think you guys have beautiful doors. I think they are just fabulous. I can't stress them enough. Uh, number four, let my listeners know I have my talking cheek points sort of um, above your head, which you can't see so I'm able to look at it, is there are beams that you guys have um, which I was enlightened and informed on my trip. And you can size them, you know to be small. you can size them to be large. And can they be either rough on the outside or smooth on the outside? Is that a possibility?
1: When it comes to beams and columns, I kind of throw those two things together. So if I could do sure, that, sure, there's there's a, a huge range. Uh, first, to get one out of the way, if it's painted, if it's load bearing, you're probably going to use a polycast DSI type column. Sure, price effective, load bearing is great. You can get a Greek or Roman. Capital up here looks super and it's and it's effectively caught priced. But let's assume it's not. Let's assume it's more decorative. You have to look, it's either a column or it's a beam. Now it's about cosmetics and a look and effective on how you can make it and get it installed. So we've developed a new system, it's new for us anyway, where we are lock mitering the corners, if you will, of that beam. The, the beam um, can be two-sided, three-sided, four-sided. Actually, our system will make a two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight-sided, whatever you want. Sure. But it locks that miter together in a way that fits very tightly and accurately. It's easier to install. You get a true uh, consistent beam, and it's at an effective price point, we think. Um, now, the rough versus smooth question. Uh, yes, you can get it rough in that you get something that's hit or missed or it's been band song, let's say, or circle song or something of that nature. There are some times when people want a look that is more, if you say, rough, tune or rustic or something of that nature. Uh, the majority go out smooth, but yes, that can be done.
0: I, um, I'm i using it um, your, this product on one of my projects, and we're actually going to do the rough, and I use the word rough in quotes, it's got a little bit of texture to it, and there's a question of, because we're gonna be up probably 18 feet, if you're gonna be able to tell it all that it has a little bit of a texture to it, but we're using that lock miter. And I believe that in um, our upcoming talking points, we have photographs and a picture, and we'll be sure and bring that up and show people. I like okay. that, and then my installer likes it because he brings up the point, again, we're in central North Carolina where we have humidity of 200% right now, is that that okay. lock miter, that lock joint, helps prevent the beams from separating down the road. Uh, and butch- and it obviously it has a little bit of a cost to it. But there it's, I think, something that's fabulous that a couple of years down the road, you're going to look up and these beams are not going to separate, especially if you do a lighter stain or more natural. You don't want to see that big, huge shadow line that's in there. So I, I think that's really cool. But we do have a photograph of that uh, coming up on us. So my next question that I have for you are and this is where i've asked the sort of a key question uh, the different ways that crown molding is put together and i believe that we said one of the terminologies that we can use is it's stacked whether it's one piece two piece or three pieces and then we have the ability to either stain it or paint it which you guys or either your distributor your designer your contractor needs to know in the beginning because you may use a very different material if you're painting it than if you're staining it. Would,
1: would that be accurate? It, it would be. Um, of course, you wanna make a product that's gonna perform in the field. You mentioned humidity. Yes, that's an issue. So we want it as stable as we can get it. We're likely going to use finger joint if it's to be painted. We will edge glue to get width. perhaps. We'll use multiple pieces in a stacked crown finger jointed. Again, we're after stability. Once we put it up, we want it to stay. Now, if it's stained, you wouldn't want all those finger joints in there, perhaps. Not all that edge gluing. So you might use, if we will, solid single stave is the right term. To where you don't have all that, you can see the grain better. And if it's a species like white oak or walnut or cherry or something, then you don't want to have too many edge glues in it. Sure. So when it comes to a crown, we're about how the function <clears throat> how performs best in the field. We want it to be as stable as possible yet achieve a look. Would you?
0: Sense. It does make sense. Would you agree that it is critical to know before your vendor places the order or the homeowner slash designer places the order with you, which is actually through the general contractor? That again, you know, you're going to paint it or you're going to stain it. This isn't something that you can change your mind down the road. You can probably change your mind if you're thinking stain and you want to paint it. You're going to pay a little bit more for stain grade material. But if you have finger joints and, and they're together, and then you think that you're going to paint it, and then you come back down the road and say, oh, you know, after it's up, it's going to be pretty that it's going to be stained. That, that's going to be a hot mess. That is just that's not right. going to look good. Glad to That's hear correct. that. And I <laughs> try and beat that in everyone's head in the beginning. Most people know the very beginning of a project that they're going to paint it or that they're going to stain it. That does change sometimes, especially when the cabinets are, we're starting to move or the cabinets have a little bit of a stain to them. Not everything is white anymore, but you need to know that, especially when uh, the, the cabinets run all the way to the ceiling. If you have 10, 11, 12 foot ceilings, you may run those cabinets all the way up and then the crown molding is gonna come over, that is a, a really big deal and you need to know that ahead of time we are going to take a deep breath. One of my favorite parts of the show is this is where we go through pictures. And we talk about, these are some photographs that I've taken at a recent visit that you guys had sent to me. And we're going to hope this works this time since we're doing it Zoom. We're gonna see how it works and I'm gonna sort of call it out and then make sure we're looking at the same thing and then talk through these pictures and it's gonna bring up other ideas. And then again, Our um, YouTubers that are watching it are physically going to be able to see this that's on there. So um, our first picture that we have is in a room. And I'm not going to show my um, uh, dumbness by calling out what I think this is. But it's, it's a room to make sure we're looking at it, that it has a piece of equipment in the back. So what
1: space is this? That's in the door hanging department. There's a special area where we make special jams. A lot of the jams we make are very unique, special widths, thicknesses, species, and all that. There's a door stitcher in there where you're taking the stop top, and excuse me, the jam, and we're stitching the stop to it. And we want to do that from the backside so we're not damaging the face because we assume everything is going to be stained unless it's finger jointed. And so to your point earlier, yeah, if you don't know, harder stain. If you do know, harder paint. And
0: quickly, let's let our listeners know what a jam is, because a lot of them think that's probably something you put on a biscuit.
1: Oh, well, (laughs) right. It's the frame or the jam that goes around the door that your hinges screw into, that your door latch latches into. It has a stop on it that the door lands on. So the door doesn't swing all the way through the opening. So it's the frame that houses
0: the door. Is it important to let you know whether the door swings to the outside or swings to the inside and which side it's hinged on or is that something that can be
1: decided in the field when they hang the doors cannot decide it in the field when they hang it if we're hanging it we have to know if the swing is left or right if it's an interior door if it's an exterior door then of course there's in swing out swing there's other complications but an interior door we have to know if I, we're hanging it we gotta know
0: i cheat and then draw an arrow on the the two by four or the framing membrane that points which way the door swings and the side of the hinges on and then that is the takeoff that itc or the trim car um, contractor uses to make sure that everything is correct because you don't always do what's on the blueprints you know when you get in the house you may change it a little bit so okay our next photograph that's good by the
1: way we like that
0: it is it helps anything to um, reduce screw up so The next picture
1: are, um, are these considered dies? Is that correct? Heads, tooling in general is kind of the generic term, but they are heads that go into a molder. So in our tool room here, which is where we make our tools and so on, we will grind knives, put them into these heads. These heads then are put onto machines where it cuts the wood into the various shapes that we need. I was um,
0: amazed looking at this, and this is one of my photographs. Well, actually, it's not because I see the logo in the bottom, but I have a very similar one that you guys cut. These actually spin at a gazillion miles an hour and then cut the wood out, and the wood goes through it, and it creates that just beautiful shape and then you store these so you have about 10 million of them is that we're not going to have a photograph of it but behind the photograph if you were standing there is just um a a car catalog and i'm showing my age that there are many 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 of these and you keep them is that accurate
1: yes uh there's several thousands of knives profiles that are in our inventory here our tool room creates them we do this all in-house in fact, we make about eight new profiles every day. Wow. wow. That is, and of course, over time, you accumulate a lot of them. <clears throat> so yes, the drawers that you were referring to, the bins, has a lot of templates, knives, drawings, so we can recreate that that product for you, that particular profile molding for you anytime you need it. It's in our system, so we can make it. One of the positive aspects of having
0: something custom-made is that you get to truly custom make it. A lot of people don't think about it. You make these knives. You know, this these are decided to be a part of the trim or the molding or the crown that's going to go up or the baseboard. So that's a huge, mm-hmm. huge, huge positive factor. Okay, our next picture that we have, we're hoping is going to be a um, a stacking of wood. Is this inside or outside of the kiln?
1: Well, what this is, is uh, it's it's bulk lumbers inside of a warehouse there that is being stored. We keep some 6 million board feet of lumber around here so that we're able to hopefully handle your custom order or your, our stock. It is. inventory. Something. Now, is this before it, it goes through all
0: the machines? Uh, so did I probably That's get right. ahead of myself? I got you. So it kind of comes off of the, the truck and this is the triage, if you will, the very, very beginning part of it.
1: Yes, it comes in green, the vast majority of it, that is directly from a sawmill. Uh, so it has to be put on sticks where air can get through it well, and then we kiln dry it. So, so we want to let everybody
0: know that green isn't the color. Um, green means that it's a little damp and freshly cut. Would that be considered true? That's okay, perfect. Correct. And the sticks are the two-by-fours, or the, the and they may not be two-by-fours underneath that we don't stack them directly on the, the ground or the pavement. And we would highly encourage people if you buy something at home, even from a box shop that you do the same thing, you don't stick it
1: directly on the, the ground or the concrete. That's correct. Perfect. Those sticks go in between each layer so that air can get through there. And yes, you're very right. Do not lay our moldings, your moldings on the floor of the garage, lay some sticks under it. It'll draw the moisture out of the concrete.
0: Hey, I, I'm, I'm learning a little something. I, I still want to drive some of those forklifts, but hey, I, I took something away from the, the meeting. Our next picture we have is going to be this amazing loud machine, if I remember correctly, that has a lot of moving
1: parts. Uh, what you're seeing is a sticker. Um, it's, it's our sticking machine. When lumber comes in, it's bulk. It has to be sorted, tumbled, and then put on these sticks, and that's done automatically. You want to keep as much labor out of it as you can, as much backbreaking work and uh, as you can. Ergonomically, we want it to be a pleasing job as best we can.
0: Sam, I'm so this ask. this big
1: machine puts them on sticks.
0: I think it's amazing. I want to ask you a tough question, which isn't on my list. Do you know how old this machine is? Mm, that's probably about a... 12-year-old machine. Okay. And how often does it run? Daily. It runs. even
1: runs on the weekends because we don't want this green material setting through the weekend where the moisture sun would be such that it could potentially spoil a little bit. Imagine you took the clothes out of your washer. They were all sopping wet and you just threw them in a corner in a pile. You need them. That's not good. They'll sour, if you will. So you want to get them spread out so air can get to them and drop right away. We want the same way with foam. So this machine will even work on weekends. I think that
0: is fantastic that you guys are just not a Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 that you focus and think about the the wood and the material is, is major and a big factor. And that probably is one of the reasons things don't, your material doesn't split and separate, maybe like some other material does that's in there. Um, Thank you. uh, Okay, Drago, let's go to our next slide, which this was fun. This is when we walked through the the plant, and I received more of an education. So this has tons and tons of lumber. It looks like it's been cleaned up a little bit and gone through the mill. The big idea or the, the concept I have here is that on the far right, um, there is this darker wood that is maybe a newer ma- newer material or a newer way that you guys are handling something. Can you briefly tell us about that?
1: That is a torfied poplar is what you're looking at. <clears throat> There's torfied poplar and red oak, actually, in that picture a little bit. Uh, torification is a process that was actually done years and years and years ago, you know, a thousand years ago. But it's a way of treating the wood with, temperature. It'll be raised up to about a 400 degree Fahrenheit temperature, which changes the molecular structure of it so that it becomes much more stable, rot resistant, insect resistance, and darker in color. It almost looks like, popper would look like walnut. Uh, but it's it's all about stability and durability.
0: This is wonderful. And I believe it was a newer process that you guys had started with. And I like it because it's stabilized, um, it's not going to move. And can you still do those like miter joints if we were to do beams with this material? Yes, And then
1: it will um, just about like other
0: woods. And then one of the takeaways I heard you say is it's gonna be a little bit darker. So even with a clear coat or um, what I consider a natural finish, it's not gonna be super, super light. It's gonna have some richness to it.
1: That's correct, it will not be light. You can't make it light. It's that color all the way through. It's not just on the surface. If you want it to be very light, you cannot use Torrified. Torrified will be dark.
0: That's great. And then um, I will bring that up in my Terrific 3. And again, that is Torrified. Um, it doesn't, and I just always make a joke. It starts with T, but it is Torrified. Okay. Our next photograph that we have is going to be the opposite side of this, again, machine that was
1: loud. And again, what what exactly is this? It's, it's called a stacker. It's a debunker than stacker. So it is taking this wood critical thing. Most people don't think about it, but it is critical. That's come in green and in a timely fashion gets it tumbled up, separated on sticks. So air can get all around it. We don't get this stagnation that can happen. It's actually an enzymic growth that can happen. You don't care about that. That's too scientific, but the <laughs> fact is you don't want it to spoil it's, I wouldn't do it to my clothes. My wife doesn't. I don't think do that's my clothes. And I wouldn't want to do this with
0: it's um this I think was an amazing, incredible machine that just sort of separates and it's dumped on one side kind of to our left. And that just pulls it up and is chain link and oiled. And I, just do you guys break the machines down like once a year, or six months and oil them? In other words, if, if this goes down or goes offline, it's a big deal.
1: It's a big deal. Maintenance will be on it right away. Our preventative maintenance program is strong. We got a great maintenance guys, and they will do the PMs preventative maintenance procedures on them, and so the breakdowns hopefully don't happen too often. Well, big
0: <laughs> big thumbs up for the preventive maintenance people because they play a major major role and probably don't get a lot of uh, thumbs up or a lot of shout out. So we'll be sure and give them one that's on there. Um, our Thank next you. slide, slide eleven. Is going to be this will be quick. We just want to remind everyone that all of your product is made in America. Am I accurate with that statement?
1: Nearly all. About the only thing that comes from offshore is to be something like in a stair part, an iron baluster, something like that. But the bulk of it
0: is there, and it is manufactured here. And then we saw that with the machines, it's not brought in from overseas. Ninety nine
1: percent.
0: I love it. And this is one of the reasons we have that great photograph that's up there. Okay. Slide number 14 is this is going to be, I think, one of the pictures that we just talked about. So the equipment goes in and slides in. So the next one we have is this is that that mitered box that locks the joints that this is relatively smooth. And I took this photograph at our lecture or picture that we had. And then I really want people to see how this is locked together and noted that's in there. Um, So is that accurate and fair that's in there, that light box? Yes.
1: Okay, perfect. You, You can see that, that, The the miter itself has a fingering together so that it lays and lands exactly at a 90 or as near as we can get it there. With the increased glue surface area, your installer, if he wants to do the assembly, he can do it there or we can do it here. But it'll be pre-made and protected when it's shipped. It's got a little piece of molding in there so it protects that edge. So when you receive it, it's in good shape. You then can put it together, put a little glue on it, put some light small pins in it, and it's it's strong. I we want strength. We want it to be true, and we don't want it coming apart over time.
0: Huge, huge fan of doing that. And our last photograph is: I wanted to let people know that you guys do offer tours, and this was the group that I was with that you guys were so kind to bring in and i've met some wonderful people from all over the southeast and you guys did a great job uh, tons of education and put us up but this was a fun picture so kind of wanted everybody to see that i think that was amazing and big props for the bus driver who put up with us for a couple of days that's on there (laughs) um our um let's go back to our talking notes that we have as we kind of get towards the end of this um i want to uh, briefly mention that you guys have incredible opportunities and you focus so much on the builders and designers. Is that correct?
1: Our focus, we focus on manufacturing. That's what we do well. We listen to our dealers as to what it is that your needs are, but it's really good that we get to talk to you, the architect, the designer, the builder on occasion, So we get to hear directly from them through our dealers and with our dealers on what your needs and concerns are. So,
0: yeah, design's important. It's a big deal. It's definitely a big deal. Um, In your opinion, not going to hold you to it. What do you think and see happening, the biggest change in the next, let's say, the next 10 or 15 years with trim and with wood and with millwork? Something that Cutter is doing?
1: Hmm. But we continue to invest in technology, reducing labor, increasing accuracy, repeatability, predictive times to the system. That's happened. New CNC machines, fast setup molders, control technology for our kilns for more accurate, slow drying. But I think over the next 10, 15 years, what's really gonna make a difference is that the collaboration that happens, and it's just astounding to me, between the homeowner, then the architect and the designer, the builder, our dealer, who we serve, and us, is that everybody's doing their job real well and they need accurate information quickly, uh, conveniently. And I think the need for that accurate information, that need for accurate product in a timely fashion and with a degree of convenience is going to be extremely important. That's why we do so much online anymore right, with our Cutter Connect and our it.
0: Accurate information is a big deal. Um, yes. I want to, um, as we sort of come to an end and get ready to wrap, want to remind everyone that Cutter is sold exclusively through, at least here, through ITC into the trade. And to the trade means that your, um, your builder, your vendors, they just can't go anywhere and physically find that out. How can people find um where cutter is sold what is the is the social
1: media is there a website what would that be we have a website cutterwoodworking.com on there you're going to see our access to our social media our catalogs our uh, who we are what we do you are correct we sell exclusively exclusively through itc in the charlotte Raleigh, charleston areas we sell only through dealers we focus on manufacturing. They focus on the builder and the designer in that community.
0: Do you uh, have a um, a link or a search engine that people can put in their zip code and yes. it tells them where to go and how to find it?
1: That's correct. If you're in Chicago or something, if you go to cutterwoodworking.com and you click on our dealer portal, you'll see there that that what who the dealers are in, in their particular area.
0: What about um, any social media that people, you know, right now there's a ton of social media out there. Um, I've refused to do a TikTok dance uh, that's on there, but there's tons of stuff in ITC. Can they, the general public, also follow you and find your posts from Cutter Woodworking and ITC on they social can. media? And then uh, is it just what would those handles or um, uh, n- names be on social media?
1: It would be under ITC Millwork and then Cutter Woodworking. I'm not sure what you mean, but what names? But
0: that's that's correct. That's in there, and I I I follow you both. That's on there, so people in their search engine can again. It's not something fancy named. It's called out either cutter working or either cutter woodworking or either ITC and it shows that's in there. So yeah. um, I think that's amazing. Sam, I'm getting flashes up. We've gone through our time frame. We're going to be cut off shortly. I think it's amazing. There's tons of information that's on there. I want to thank you and thank you guys again. And I've think that is wonderful. Is there something that you want to tell our listeners, whether it's time frame, is it a little bit better? Um, Is it something, you know, in the past that I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to take six months or six years to get the woodwork. Is that eased up a little bit or is it still kind of when you know what you want to do, get it to the vendor so you guys
1: can get rocking and rolling? 60 to 70 percent of what we Get ordered ships the next day or two after ordering because it's stock. It is stock. Yeah, the 30, 40%. Most of it, the vast majority is done in 10 production days and it's ready to ship. So yes, it has eased up considerably. Supply chain limitations have eased up. Now there are some things it's big, big orders. It's exotic. This can be something might take longer, but the vast majority of it ships in 10 production days. If it's a custom again, out of our warehouse in a day or two is ready to ship. That is
0: great to know. And um, I think extremely helpful for all our viewers and our listeners. Tam with Cutter, thanks again. I appreciate the opportunity. And also thanks again for having me up a couple of months ago to learn about your product. And I'm so excited and can't wait to share some of the finished details with you again. I hope you guys have a great day and then give my best to
1: Carol. I will do so on behalf of the Cutter family and everybody here at Cutterwood Working, thank you for coming. Thank you for the time here. Uh, we appreciate what it is that you do. And uh, I got to admit, what you do is interesting. You wear a lot of hats.
0: <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks. Y'all have that a great was my day. Hat tipping to you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Y'all have a great day. Thank you. Take care. Wow. Was that not the coolest conversation and informative chat that you have had in a long, long time? Man, Sam at Cutter is great. Tons to take away. But I do want to give you three items, my terrific three. I kind of want you to think about and take away from that little chit chat we just had. First one is your miter beams, torrified wood. You can mix and use them. Consider having that lock joint, that miter joint, so they don't come apart if you miter them. And remember, it matters at the very beginning of the process if you paint it or you stain it. It's a big, big deal to make that change. So you kind of wanna know that ahead of time and you don't wanna spend the extra money on painting a wood that you typically can stain. So think about that. Number two, its production times are down a little bit um, sooner and quicker than they were before. I'd allow 60 to 90 days, that's in production to have it. Give yourself another month, you know, month and a half to be able to think about it, be creative and design your elements that's in there. But keep that in mind, something huge to think about and consider. And number three, remember that cutter is custom. They're not volume, although they can get stuff to you a little bit quicker. But remember those knives that we saw, I think I called them dies that they spin around that they make. You have the ability to make a piece of molding that typically is three and a half inches or four inches. You can make it nine, 10, 11 inches wide. You can stretch that out. They have the ability to make that knife or that cutter to whatever you wanna do. Just simply amazing. Love them, love them, many, many thanks. Wanna thank you guys for watching Designers Lane Podcast. Also, can't stop and then forget and then give up my sponsors. First one is Jenny Blanton. She's gonna take care of all of your real estate needs in Central North Carolina, kind of in you know maybe the central part of the United States. Give her a call and see if it's something she can help you out with. And also Dogwood and Company. They are again based in Central North Carolina and are gonna handle your custom needs, your custom homes, major high-end editions, anything like that coming up, give them a call. Thanks again for tuning in and watching, and I hope to see you again real soon. Don't forget, have a great day.